just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show. My name's Johnny Ball. This is Speaking Influence, the show where we delve into the world of influence and persuasion to help you build professional and personal authority and to become a powerfully persuasive ethical communicator. Usually guests on the show will range from people like professional speakers, comedians, even psychologists, neuroscientists, marketers, branding experts, and more besides. Today, we're taking a bit of a break from a lot of that, and we're exploring the world of the arts. This is a topic that I have wanted to get into, and even though you may feel it may not relate to business so much, which might be the kind of content that you usually tune in for, I think you'll have a lot of fun listening to this, and you will find stuff that is topical and relevant as well. My guest is Joseph Corella. He's a dancer and a dance instructor, and has built up a dance business teaching people to essentially have fun, get fit, get healthy through dance. And he was able to even move his business online during the pandemic and is still doing very well with that. He's a lovely guy. We got on very well, like a house on fire. We had, uh, it's a strange expression, right? But we had a great time recording this episode together and I hope you will enjoy it too and get some value from the things that we discussed as well as maybe just have a bit of fun because I'm celebrating my 50th birthday today as I record this message. I have just turned 50 this very day and I wanted to do something a little fun, a little different and light, light and entertaining for my birthday. And that's my treat to you. This fun packed episode where we talk about dance and movement. And I, thought, I hope you will still get a lot of value from and and Joseph is a delightful guest. I encourage any of you to check out his dance classes at 567 Broadway. If you love show tunes and you'd like to get a bit fitter or you just like dancing along to show tunes, then you would definitely want to check out Joseph's classes. And you can do that from the link in the show notes to 567 Broadway or just looking up, look him up online and you will find him. And he does, he does those classes online, so you can attend from anywhere in the world and I think you can have some fun with that. It's certainly exciting, and I know a lot of my listeners do love show tunes as well and like to move about, so you can put those two together. And I also hope, first of all, that you'll enjoy getting to know Joseph a bit, as I did, and this conversation about the influence of dance and movement. So, enjoy the show! Welcome to Speaking Influence, the show that helps you to master the psychology and application of ethical influence and persuasion in life and business with persuasive presentations and podcasting coach, Johnny Ball. Welcome to Speaking Influence. We are taking a bit of diversion, but not too far away, but we want to explore something a bit different along the world, along the world of how influence works in other ways, shapes, and forms. And so we're taking a look at the arts, particularly a bit of a look at dance today. And I am joined by someone who has been dancing forever, and he is uh, an expert in this. He's an amazing dancer himself. He has a, a dance business, and his name is Joseph Corella. Welcome to the show. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and chat. It's nice to be talking to you. And it's, it's a bit of a digression for me from, from a lot of the conversations that I normally end up having, which, although I think we will probably talk some, some business stuff as well, because you do have a dance business. Yeah. But I do really want to get into some of the uh, more understanding the influence that the arts have on, on people and this, that. So I think yes. it's going to be an interesting discussion. Yeah. Let me start, though, by asking you what I ask all my guests at the start of the show. Who has... Who for you is someone you look up to and admire, respect for their influence and their impact and for how they've used it? Do you know, the first person that really comes to mind is my seventh grade teacher, who I've always really um, 
admired. She was my theater arts teacher. This was a junior high that I went to. Her name is Miss Hall. And how she, the, her love for theater and the arts and how she, she made the arts cool in junior high, which is a hard thing to do. Her and Mr. Bechtel. So she wasn't, it was the two theater teachers. And, you know, the love and support and what they gave to me, I really have always been inspired by that through my whole life. And I constantly am reminded of that and the love and the, the heart of what I do. So that is someone that has constantly had an influence on me since that time and for the rest of my life and to this day. So, so what age were you when you first got into dancing and knew that that was something that you had a passion for? Yeah, I got into dance when I was about seven years old. I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona, and my brother, my older brother dances. And so that's how I wound up like watching him and watching the Nutcracker every year. And I, you know, at a young age, and I also think too, like my heart, the arts is kind of in a way in with my family. We're very creative, I would say. But once I got into dance, I loved it. I did quit for a year to play baseball. And, yeah. and then I didn't like that because it was to me. <laughs> To me, it was um, too slow. It was too slow. Like I hated just waiting and then going, waiting, going. But the the thing that I liked the most about playing baseball was putting on the uniform, which to me was a costume. <laughs> so there you go with that. But yeah, once I and then after that, I went back into dance and I never stopped after that. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. I, I was more of a musician growing up and uh, I, I probably took some breaks from it to explore other things as well. I don't know if there's anything particularly dress up, but I would have enjoyed that for sure. But <laughs> but I kept coming back. I did keep coming back to the music and and that was that was important to me. It becomes a part of you. What yeah. does dance mean for you? Oh my gosh, that's dance that's a big means question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like, a, what is the meaning of life? Dance to me means it's, it really is an experience. It helps me understand myself. It means so much beyond it take, helps me take care of myself. I don't know. It's like magic. I call it dance magic. There's something about movement and dance connecting to music that is really, really powerful. And I'm really glad I learned that at a young age. And so for me, it's not just a career, quote unquote career. It really has been a support in many different ways. And uh, I would not be sitting here if it weren't for dance. For sure. What then have been some of the highlights of your life with dance? Hmm. Junior high. I'm not, I'm not, I learned a lot. I think I've been recently thinking about kind of those Godshot moments or the things that were big moments for the, you were like, Ooh, that was a big moment. <laughs> and junior high was one of those. And I remember I was not really liked. I came from a private school into seventh grade into this public school. And I didn't know anybody. Being a male dancer in the 90s was not, <laughs> not cool. Not cool at all. You know, I think this is a little bit different now, which is really exciting to see that we're moving forward. But at the time, it really wasn't cool. And I got made fun of a lot. But I had a strong passion for what I've always had a strong passion for what I do. No one was ever going to take dancing away from me. But long story long with this is that I wound up doing the school talent show to kind of show people what I what I love and what I do so that they could know what it is to be in my world. And uh, instead of just looking from the outside. And I will never forget after we did it, me and my dance partner from school, Angela, we wound up doing a duo to One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. And when we finished the number, we got a standing ovation. And let me tell you, it was a really big moment where it showed me to never let go of what you do or what you love. Don't let people pull that away. But also too, I, I, I learned later in life, I don't necessarily need to to prove to people my worth as well. But it was, you know, I think I'm really grateful that I did stand up for myself and say, hey, this is me and you can say all that you want to me, but I'm going to continue doing what I love. And then people really got to, you could see that the love of dance, they got to kind of enjoy the love of dance from that moment on to people that even were really mean to me came up to me and were like, oh my gosh, it was amazing to watch you. And, you know, like that was a, I would say that was a big moment to help them on their journey. Yeah. So. I wonder from, and again, this may be kind of a big question, but I mean, at least from your perspective, what do you see dance giving to the audience? Like, what do you see mm. as being the, the whole heart of that for why people love going to watch? I think, 
I've been thinking about this a lot too recently, is that as entertainers or as performers, you watch somebody and you get to experience what they're experiencing, honestly. So when you watch, why did this come to mind? Beaches with Bette Midler, uh-huh. like, and you, every time I watch Beaches, I cry. Not only is the story. How, in how many times have you watched it, Jason? <laughs> oh, uh, my Lanta. I can't begin to tell you. I have watched it over and over again. But when I need a good cry, that's the movie I go to just every time. And the way, you know, not only the actors, but the way they filmed it and everything. And you get to experience what they're, that art or what they're, what's going on in that story. And I think that is a really magical thing because as humans, and I know for me, as this is a thing is like to feel our emotions is not always the easiest thing or to understand what our emotions are. So the arts overall help us understand each other. Yeah, I I think for for me there's this thing, and I, I get it more with with music, but I see how uh, the combination of music and dance is so powerful because yeah. it does tell that story, and and it's really not one that needs any words. So yeah. it's the whole story is an emotional journey. It's not not something you have to really think about. You can really just ride the waves of emotion. I guess as a performer and as an audience member as well, everyone is part of part of that journey with you as well. And it's a wonderful thing. And I think in terms of an influence thing as well, it really speaks to that ability, the the arts to to supersede conscious thought and, and go beyond that and to go straight into the heart of your emotions and, Mm. and what's really important in life. Yeah. It helps us. Empathy. Empathy is a word that comes to mind. It helps us relate in a in a way that, like I was watching West Side Story the other night, the new version of West Side Story, and I already loved the original, but the new version, the way they added some new elements and the story that needs to be told and new stories need to be told because it helps us when you don't know, you like you didn't grow up in a certain world, you don't really know, or a certain community, you don't know. So these stories really help us empathize with each other saying, oh, I didn't know you were going, or I didn't know this happened or this was happening or just a really beautiful way using music movement. And again, I think it allows us when you sit there, I miss the theater sitting in a theater. I've only been to one show in these last two years, but I'm when you sit in a theater and you hear the overture and the, there's magic. I'm telling you, it's magic. Like this, it, it I, this world is a round ball floating in the middle of nowhere or somewhere, shall we say? There's so many things that are just out of this world, and it's there's something about instruments that have been created in this world. I think that's the thing that sometimes people forget. It's like we're so used to where we are with music now, but the creation of music, the evolution of music, is incredible absolutely incredible instruments being made someone created you know it was all an evolution together and then coming together creating these things so that's why when you sit in a theater and you hear the overture start if there's an overture which i love an overture but when you hear it and you feel those instruments you're like ah you're like what's happening and it takes you on that journey and it's really takes you into this uh beautiful world that i've loved since i was a kid there, there is like an anticipation before it all starts and as things are starting to take off. And I guess that's why the overtures are powerful. You having that build up that's, mm-hmm. that's pulling you all in, but everyone already has agreed. Like when you, when, before you even take your seats, you've agreed to be a part of the journey, a part of the experience. I was trying to think what the last show was that I went to see. Certainly the last musical I went to see was Beetlejuice in New York when, when it was on its last run, which was which was such a fun show and, and a great experience. But yeah, it's it is amazing how how much it brings it brings everybody together. Yeah, and these songs like for you know West going back to like West Side Story, these songs have you know, West Side Story was what in the late fifties, I think it was created. And you know, here we are 60 years later, it was more, well, more than that, but you know, these songs, decades, decades are still living on. So they're powerful. They're not just notes pulled together. There is, um, a lot of heart, a lot of thought, a lot of talent, a lot of magic. <laughs> the word for me yeah, is yeah. magic that today. Is, I think that's a but, great word. Yeah. 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 Cause you can't help but hear somewhere and like, you feel these emotions or, you know, a boy like that, like, just get like, whoa, you feel it. You absolutely feel it. But that doesn't happen every time. That is, that's when that happens, it becomes legendary and iconic. <laughs> isn't, 
Isn't one of the original actresses from the film in the new version yes, as well? Yes, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. She, uh, amazing. Yeah, and her, you know, her journey and her story. I think that's the thing is that you're hearing these stories and you're seeing these stories, but you're also kind of feeling the journey of the person as well, whether you, whether we even, maybe you don't even know what their journey is, but you, they're, they're what they've been through. And Rita Moreno, I highly recommend if you have not seen her documentary on Netflix, it is so good because what a journey she has had and how she has really had to continue to put one foot in front of the other through a lot of struggle to be where she is and what she's experienced. I, I did watch it and she, oh. she's an amazing lady and, and very inspirational. I mean, she, she is definitely a trailblazer in so many different ways. And uh, so yeah, I agree. I, you, you can see she's really taken her, the influencer that she's built for herself because people yeah. weren't really freely giving it to her. She no. really had to, she had to dig that out for herself, but she did it and, uh, and boy, did she do it. And, and the fact yeah. that she's still performing and she's still active and doing stuff is just incredible. Yeah. She really, through a lot of struggle of dealing with racism and Hollywood in a time when, you know, someone like her was not, she had to fight. She really had to fight to, but you wouldn't, again, no one really knows until you get to hear from them. Like, I'm really grateful for this documentary because it's good to know our stories and what we've been through. And by sharing them, I do think really helps empathize with each other, understand our journey. Cause I think, I think we, I think we need that a little bit more in this world. Uh, I so. And uh, I know our journey specifically are the things that help us understand each other and move beyond yeah, all of the fighting. Yeah. I think so. I, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to seeing this new version of West Side Story. It's oh. one of my one of my favorite musicals, and I I know that it's going to be on Disney Plus soon. So I I know it's already out in the UK. So I could watch it sort of in a that <laughs> sort sort of. slightly dodgy way. But, but <laughs> Let me tell you, it might be it might be worth it. it, it sh- it's coming very soon to Spain, so I don't have, I don't think I have to wait too long. I'll, I can't wait. You have it. to let me know what you think because I, I didn't. Do. I had I had some things where I was like, I love the original. Like, why are we remaking West Side Story? Uh, because it's already been a beautiful thing and, you know, yada, yada, yada. This was really beautiful. And the dancing, it's still, and it's a reimagined. And let me tell you, ooh, I was like, that is, I love watching that. I love watching humans, you know, show their lifetime work. It's beautiful. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I wanted to, to touch on, which I think is important when we're talking about talking about the arts in general, well, maybe not in general, but maybe more the performing arts, where there is that level which, to some degree, we can find ourselves limited by words, and and words can't always fully express what's going on for us. And I think that is one of the things that music and dance allow us to go beyond what our words can express, to and also to be able to really feel our own emotions in in certain things as well it's like you're, nobody's telling you what to feel it's like it's taking you on a journey but you can yeah. you know it's still almost a choose your own emotion choose your own story kind of journey it's like to some degree but yeah. there is a, a level where you want to lead people to but that transcendence beyond words of being able to communicate on on that deeper level on that magical level as you say that as some people may, may describe it more as a soul level of communication mm-hmm. it's it's very powerful and yes. do, do you feel that as a, as a performer as well, that, that, that kind of connection and transcendence? Definitely. And there's, and in my life, there's different times where I need different tools and dance is one of those that I've gone to a lot. There's other tools that I use to help really connect to my soul. Like you said, it is a soul connection. It allowed, dance has always allowed me or taught me to connect to my heart. And listen, it has really helped me understand my voice when I didn't understand my voice, especially growing up. And like, I knew I was gay at a young age. And there's lots of things that were like pulling me away from me, shall we say. And dance was one of those things that kept connecting me back to me. And I I really, I can't encourage anybody enough. She's just like, I always say like, when in doubt, dance it out. That has been such a big thing for me. It doesn't mean that you have to be doing a professional thing or suddenly the best dancer, as long as you're trying and moving or just putting on music and dancing to music. I've always put on music my whole, ever since I found the magic of music, I have always put on music to just kind of escape or to breathe or to just kind of let go of emotions. Um, You know, sometimes it's very dramatic, like it will be like Les Mis and I'll be like, you know, 
in the bed crying or like it will be like lady gaga like it just depends on what's going on that i, I right. and i'm i love connecting to music to allow myself to just kind of let go with what i don't even understand what i need to let go of dance has always kind of guided me like oh <laughs> you might you like i'll take a class and i'll sometimes i'll be like oh i didn't want to go like i didn't really feel like it and then i go and i've had the best class of my life and it's yeah. because there was some struggle that I was dealing with. And it's taught me to kind of, sometimes you have to just push just a little bit further. And that's what I've experienced also too, with new people coming into what I do when I, when I teach. Some people that don't understand movement or understand dance in general, think that sometimes you can just kind of push a button and suddenly you're like, yay, I'm, or like, you know, I'm there. But I constantly remind people like, it takes time and it's good for your brain and your body to, to do this because it's an overall workout but also to you're connecting into you know dealing with your brain memory uh and so it's a full body experience shall we say but it does not it, it does not happen overnight but that's the great nothing does <laughs> in life nothing <laughs> but i have to remind people sometimes i'm like it's okay that i know it's a little it's a little my brain i can't remember you said one two three four and i just can't remember to where to put my arms when you did it that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So I try to create a safe space for people to kind of experience that. I, I remember some friends of mine getting me to try salsa dancing. Uh, this, this is probably like 15 years ago or something, but I really, I was really resistant to it. I, I'm not, I'm not a dancer. It's because I dance like nobody's watching. Well, people, all, that's the only way I know how to dance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like somebody who has, uh, I mean, maybe some sense of rhythm, but, but really doesn't know what they're doing. But I decided eventually to do it and, and had so much fun with it. And, yeah. and learn to it. And when you start get, when you actually start to get it, it's it's a really wonderful feeling. And like anything, when you when you can start to get to that point where you don't have to consciously think about it, you can just do the moves. They become a part of you. Yeah. And, and, I, and the only other time I think I've really ever had that feeling has been with music. Like you learn a piece of music, you don't have to, once it's really learned, you don't have to think about it anymore. You can just sit down and play it. Yeah, uh, or stand up and play. It depends what, what, depends what <laughs> instrument you play, I suppose. Um, yeah. But what, but it, it becomes part of you. It, it's then it is then part of you, and, and you don't think about it. And that's where you really then have the power to be able to to channel your emotions into it, to channel performance energy into it, because you don't have to think about what you're doing because you know your body knows how to do that now. You've trained yourself to do it. But yeah. everything else is like well, you now you can bring your whole self to it because you don't have to think yeah. about it you can just be in it be fully present in it which i think is really powerful and then for people who suddenly think well how how does this apply to me as a as a business person as a coach as a speaker as a trainer it really does because everything you do as a, a speaker as a coach it, it's about being present it's about really being embodying what you do and knowing what you do well enough to not need to think about it but to be able to channel it in those kinds of ways so it's a it's a similar kind of performance energy which which i think is very powerful and there was a question i was going to hear because it's shot, <laughs> it's shot right it's shot right out of my head i was getting so so well, so much and, enjoying talking and well and you've and i think i think i actually know where you want to go with this is like that it, you said present and allowing you to be present and i know for me uh i have to as a business as running because i have a dance uh, fitness company called 567 broadway which is, you know, the dance fitness class to Broadway music, sum it up like that. But I've really had to connect to my present self and my heart on where my dreams are going. And I think as business people in general, innovation or like what, what do you, you want to bring to life? Well, that does take us being present for that idea. And physical Exercise, <laughs> exercise is keen to being in general, like beyond dance, exercise is really uh, a necessity, not only to take care of ourselves so that we can have a strong body and mind to continue moving forward, but also it allows us to be present. And dance is one of those things that does kind of get you out of your comfort zone, but also gets you into your body. Like I remember when I first started dance, I understand the feeling of not like, ah, you want me to move my right arm, but I, I don't know. Like, it's like, it feels in connecting it all. And it does allow you to get present in your body. And like you said, too, the more you do it, like even as a musician, like the more you do it, then suddenly 
you get into that, like I call it like the kind of the flying stage because you're out of your mind. You're out of the negative thoughts of like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And then you're kind of, you're really present and it kind of takes you into a new beautiful place. But mm. being present is is key and being present with my heart and that voice in my heart that is saying, okay, this is the next step you need to make for your business. Like this is okay. Or like you put enough time <laughs> into this, this isn't going exactly as you thought it's maybe time to, this was, you were meant to do it for this amount of time. And now you need to go left. And that voice is, can be very hard to hear, but I have to, you know, find ways to continue to stay present with dance, with meditation, I do a thing called breath work, which I really love, which I'm getting more and more involved with, but it, it helps me stay present overall. I, I, I like that. And I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. Get, I'm present. I'm where, trying to be present. Of where I was going to. So no, I appreciate that. <laughs> I hope um, that was it. I don't know for a fact. We'll return to the show in just a few moments. Like me, you have a message to share with your audience and it's important. In fact, it could change their lives. But first, you need to be very clear about two things. Exactly who are you trying to help and what can you offer them that no one else can? Because it all starts there and it's all about your brand. Brandface sponsors this podcast and they help people just like you to define, develop and display a brand that positions you as an authority. It's time to make sure you stand out. Find out more at learnaboutbrandface.com. That's learnaboutbrandface.com. Now back to Speaking Influence. Yeah, the, there was something else that I, I wanted to get you, your take on as well and see what see what you think of this, because yeah. the, I partly see this as being like to be a to be a leader, to be somebody who has authority and influence anywhere in the world. You need to have emotional mastery and you'll hear mm. a lot of the self-help gurus talking about this as well. But it made me think of that when you were talking about how you would put certain music and that to dance to for a certain feeling, depending on your emotions. I think, well, you know, I, I've always said to people, it, it does have that power to, to guide you in my life. If you want to pump yourself up, and this is probably one of my best examples. Like if I'm about to go on stage to do a presentation and I want to be motivated for it, then I, I have my pump it up playlist, which is, <laughs> which is probably going to be a bit of Gaga and Britney and those kinds <laughs> of things. You know, I, I want to really get the blood pump in. I, I don't really dance around to it, but, but I probably should. I just don't want to go, go mm. on stage being too sweaty, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it is that thing of, it has the music guides my emotions. It helps get me to the emotional state that I want to be in. Now I know that when I don't have to go on a stage and I do that, it to, and probably when I'm by myself, I'm happy to dance the stuff and I can get even more into that emotional state. And I'm just wondering what, what your feelings around that are in terms of um, being able to utilize that to master your emotions, to not to change your state, to be in an energy that you want to be in. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, pump it up. I love that. I can't hear it, but help but hear that like 90s song where I think it's like, you've got to pump it up. But like there, it does. And I actually was like, yeah, like I wanted to, but yeah, getting that energy out is really important. And also getting yourself, it's, I went, I wound up when I was in New York and performing there, I wound up as a dancer, I was, I, I wanted to do more than dance. And so I, I knew I needed to go to acting school and I wound up going to the Lee Strasberg school for a year. I took off performing and went to Lee Strasberg school and they taught me how to relax, but also keep my emotion there present. But the, what, for me, I have a lot of emotion in my body. So if I don't find ways to get myself also pumped up, but also make sure that I get out some energy because I will, it will be too much. It will be overwhelming. And I remember I had this audition for a big national tour. And what I did is I was nervous. And before I went to the audition, I wound up getting off at like three subway stations before the, the, the studio. And I walked all the way to the studio just to kind of get my body going and also get out some energy. And when I got into the audition, I was so centered and I was so, but I was present, but I wasn't over the top either. And like, so too much, it was just the right amount of things. So I've really tried to learn to make sure to, to do that. But music, yeah, I can't be listening to Les Mis 
you know, before going into like, or yeah, if I had to speak somewhere and it needs to be a positive thing, I can't watch beaches before. Like it's, it has to be fit. It kind of has to fit the thing, but also movement. Movement is by me just walking. That is movement. And also too, I've learned sometimes I was at the dentist on Friday, God help me. And I was nervous. So I kept like having to like shake out the energy. I don't mm-hmm. just sit there and I don't, I don't try to not acknowledge that my body is feeling something. I acknowledge it and then I breathe and I do stuff to really help make sure that I get out some energy. But that's like you said, that's why a practice is really important. Like breath work is really good for me to help center myself. Dance has been really good for me to help connect to myself, but also get out that energy, take care of myself. There's, it does take work. I don't, I think that's the thing as much as sometimes I'm, I don't wish, I wish that I didn't have to put in the work and I'm not going to pretend like I wish that things could just magically happen. They don't. It does take uh, work. It is for me, it has taken some effort. So yeah, yeah. But that, the rest of my that, life, good the rest thing, of my right? life. That's, yeah, it's kind totally. of a good thing though, because because if if anyone can do it, then everyone would do it, and it wouldn't make totally. it special for the people who do put in the work, and, and and so that is the difference that that makes the difference. It's kind of if yeah. everything was easy for everybody, there'd be no challenge to it. There'd be no growth from it. Uh, it can we just, just live yeah. in that world? Can we just live in that world? <laughs> maybe for maybe <laughs> in our kidding, minds at least we can we can imagine it, but I that's don't think ne- it would be that's a f- the next world. Yeah. It wouldn't be a fun world to be in because we, we need challenge. We need we need uh, we need growth. Even even though we don't always enjoy it, whilst we're going through the process of learning stuff, ch- yeah. and the challenges can sometimes be painful. But what yeah. comes out of it is is you know being prepared to do the stuff that other people aren't prepared to do. To be able to do tomorrow what you can't do today, and to be able to you 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 surpass the people who aren't prepared to put in the work. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we're really talking about the human experience, like what it is to be human in this world and what we and how we learn and how we grow. And yeah, it's a it's a complex thing. But at the same time, too, there is some simple answers. It's just hard to like, you're like, oh, I, all I needed to do was that. And you're like, OK, but to sometimes get to that answer. Yeah, you have to kind of to get to it. You have to go through it. Sure. So are there other things for you that have come from your dancing experience and practice that have transferred somehow into other parts of your life? I mean, everything I would say, I don't, I can't. Yeah, I would not. I am so grateful. I found dance at, at the age of seven because that started the, the connection. It helped me connect to myself and it feeds into my business. It feeds into my conversations. It helps me uh, push through my fears. It helps me stay centered, which is really important, especially being married. You know, it, it, I think my husband appreciates that when I need to get my energy out that I try to make an effort. And that is where dancing has really helped me putting on music. But yeah, I would, it really feeds into every aspect of my life. I, yeah. And movement. I want to say that too. Like, it's not just dance. It's, I've really have learned movement. I know that dance is the thing that I've done a lot, but I've really sometimes lately now too, I make sure I go outside and I'm in Southern California and I'm, and it's beautiful, <laughs> but I make sure to go outside and connect, walk, make sure that I'm just walking, that I'm moving, or I've been dealing with planting cacti and I, I love it. There's some strange love that I have now with that and making sure that I'm just moving. I'm continuing to move, but you know, take care of my body and my mind. I will, I want to say too, it's not always easy. I'm not always like, I don't want anybody to think that I'm the person that's like, yay, I get to like exercise. I'm so excited. It has been a discipline. It it does take a discipline. Yesterday was one of those days I need to exercise. And I was like, (laughs) but I need to, and I I put on and I made sure that I didn't beat myself up either. I try not to do that too. Like I'm not, that's the, that's the kind of thing I mean. Like if you, if you have that kind of discipline in your practice and how you do that, do you generally find yourself disciplined with other things that you do in in your life as well? It's a roller coaster ride for me. (laughs) I can't, I, I, I don't, I, I want to be, I want to be truthful and I don't want to say, (laughs) I don't want to give an answer of like, Yes, it is always 
great. I am a disciplined person. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like it is a roller coaster. I'm like, yay. And then I'm like, yay. So that I think, and that goes back to the human experience. And I try yeah. to learn and like, you know, it's great with your podcast and helping others. It's, it is, um, we have to pull knowledge from each other on how to do this. How do we steer this ship in the, as a human in this world, following our dreams, our passions, and staying sane through it, through it all? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in my in my own relationship, I'm not the dancer. My my husband <laughs> is, but not prof not professionally, not professionally. But, but he I, dances. I do uh, he probably won't appreciate me saying this on the podcast, but he I sometimes get treated to contemporary dance performances spontaneously in the living room at home. And uh, oh, I love it. it. It never ceases to to make me laugh. He and, should and be so proud me. of that. I am proud of him for that. And that's awesome. That's amazing. My husband is a Broadway performer. That's where we met in New York, but now he's an attorney. And but he he's still always dancing. If he gets mad at that, I'll be like, listen, dance is beautiful. So it's beautiful. I think that's amazing. And I think that's great because even if that's people are just doing that in their home, that's great. That's really important. That's the most important place, I would say, to do it. And if your heart tells you that you need to do it a little bit more in other places or in front of other people, then great. But if you're doing it at home, that's that's awesome. It's thank you. It seems like a natural progression for you then to have made this your business in terms of what you're doing now with your five, six, seven Broadway. So, so tell tell us a bit more about what what that is and why you set that up. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it wasn't strangely. It wasn't like, and I never dreamed of doing what I'm doing right now. I dreamed of being on Broadway and performing and doing that. But it, the five, six, seven Broadway came out of the last show that I wound up doing was a musical in Las Vegas. And I loved being a part of the show. It was a really great show, really great cast, but I just wasn't as happy anymore performing. And so I was like, something's every job that I seem to be doing recently, I'm not as happy. So I told the universe, whatever you want me to do next, I'm just, I'm going to stop making, <laughs> I'm going to stop. How can you just open a door and I'll walk through it, whatever that is. And the door opened to teach adults dance fitness, which was something that I never once thought of not once but i was like well i told the universe i'll do it and so i wound up teaching and i loved it i love teaching adults i love i think adults you know there's so many things for kids to be creative yeah but there's nothing not a lot for adults it's like well you must be quote unquote an adult and not have that childlike fun we need adults need that just as much and so that's where i learned that i loved doing that and here we are today. I wound up creating a dance fitness company called 567 Broadway, which is a dance fitness class to Broadway music. It's, it's, ex, it's really a workout experience, I would say. So you're connecting to music, you're being creative, but you're also exercising, getting your heart rate up, you know, doing squats to like bend and snap from Legally Blonde. But like there's, <laughs> there, you know, gold top hat to Chicago, like, but you're, you're really, it is, it's not just jazz hands. You're taking care of your body and your mind in ways that I think adults need more of. Not everyone. Don't there's something for everyone. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but right. I do. I do think creativity does help people. People are creative whether they want to understand that or not. From the shirts they put on, the hats they wear, whatever it is, people are making creative choices every day of their life. And I really try to teach people uh, in this class with many experiences, but what are listen to your heart try new things and see what happens and also the like we've been talking about too the discipline of of keeping making sure to keep doing that and seeing what the results of that and not results as in what i'm saying of like in two weeks you're gonna lose 20 pounds like we don't get me wrong we need to make sure that we and take care of ourselves but also to the results in many different ways when you are physical yeah. and you are making that effort to to help take care of yourself it is it and it does take it does take a little bit of effort so, so I'm, I'm curious is, is uh, are your classes actually learning some routines or is it oh, yeah. more like a follow, <laughs> the, follow the leader kind of thing yeah. So the first part of class is act one, where we do 25 minutes of cardio and strength training, follow along. So I, it, the more you do it, the more you get it. Cause I basically keep, it's like six songs, Chicago, hairspray, the classics, the classics. And I switch numbers out every so often, but act one is the same every time they come to class. And that's like their main show. So I remind people eight shows a week. This is what you got to do. You got to perform it as if it's the first time that you did it. But the more you do that, the more you get that. That's the familiarity. And then the second part of class was just act two. I break down a combination 
like this week we're doing zero to hero from Hercules, which is going to be so much fun last week. Oh my gosh. There's some, we've done so many combos. Oh, we did Encanto recently. Cause that's the popular thing right now, right. but, and they learn, I break down a combination and then we, I call it a workout performance. So we perform it and doing this in a pandemic, when I went to classes virtually, it's been really great to work with people from around the world. I have people from Australia, the UK, Spain, uh, it's just, and obviously the United States, but everybody came together virtually. And then I filmed the video. Don't worry. You can turn off your camera if you don't want, <laughs> you don't want that to happen. <laughs> but then I filmed everybody and I posted on Facebook and it's been really cool. People have connected with each other in ways that, again, I never imagined uh, this would evolve. And this would grow into what it is now. I made a workout video. I have stuff on YouTube. But overall, I'm just trying to encourage people and inspire people to get up and move, connect to music. This whole conversation was perfection because it sums up the experience of what it is kind of in class. It's not just jazz hands. As some people are like, oh, musical theater, jazz hands. Like, no. Well, that is one of the few dance moves I can do. So <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that when it comes up. I love, don't get me wrong. I love a little jazz hands. Give me some jazz yeah, hands. Yeah, me too. And give me a shimmy. Give me a shimmy. Get some spirit fingers going. <laughs> it, 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 sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I just maybe have to ask probably the most important question of, of this interview so far, but is there any Barbara Streisand in, <laughs> in classes? We have done Barbara Streisand. Don't rain on my parade. You know, Babs is, Babs is, like, she is legendary. If I, you know, maybe Babs is, when the question that you asked, even though I love my seventh grade teacher, Maybe I just want to be Babs when I grow up. Like she's, you know, fun. She's, com she's confident. She speaks her truth and she's crazy talented. And I, I admire that. Uh, iconic for, for sure. I, I have a Barbara Streisand story, but I can't tell it on the podcast. So maybe when we're off the air. Babs, if you're listening, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but fa fantastic. I mean, it sounds like your, your business is a lot of fun and, and you get to make a difference through what you do. I, mm. I'm just wondering what you notice in terms of the people who come through your classes, mm. like what kind of transformation experience that they get through that you know virtually it's been a new experience for me but i even see trans like i see people become more present with that's the it's been another keyword that you and i have been saying is like being present you can see um you know especially through struggle i've i've used dance always for me through the hard times too so through this pandemic i've really tried to share that message with people. And so I've seen them come in scared, scared of the world in their homes and having to kind of just stay in one spot. And it's been really amazing to see people use it, use, understand that magic. But also too, I get messages from people that have been like, I have to, I have an autoimmune disease and I have to stay home and, you know, through this pandemic. And uh, I can't go out as much. And your videos have been a lifesaver for me, which I do not take lightly because there's a lot of, I think that's the thing too. I, I want to say this is that I created a workout video before the pandemic. I had no clue what I was doing. My husband, thank goodness I'm married to an attorney, but like he needs, <laughs> you know, he's helped. He's, and, and not only that, he's an artist as well, but like we still created, we had no clue. And it was just a, an experience. It was stressful. It was one of those where like, gosh, darn it. I don't know if I can keep going on with this. But the universe, the, the voice inside was like, you must do this. And I'm so glad I did because I've gotten so many, and I'm so glad my husband and I did because we got so many messages from people during the pandemic that have been like, this has helped me so much. And it was one of those things where I was like, never would have thought, like, I knew I wanted, we knew we needed to make this workout video, but like, I'm so glad it's helped people through a lot of hard times. And so I think that's the main thing is I have seen a lot of people come in hurt or facing a fear, which I understand. And, you know, I think we all understand that. And I, I just always really try to create a safe space for people to come experience what is whatever is happening in their life. And I, I want to sum it up with saying this is like, I have seen people, I try to remind people, especially when the classes were in person, you never know what's going on in somebody's life that's next to you. So, you know, being in Los Angeles, it can be a little, sometimes you go to a fitness class and it can, I don't know why I want to do a shoulder thing, but like a little, 
nose up in the air and like people, but I'm like, this is about taking care of ourselves. This isn't about, you know, a healthy competition is okay, but like, this is about, this is so, this is a big deal. And I, so I remind people all the time, like, you never know what's happening to the person next to you. You don't know what it took them. You don't know if they lost someone in their life and they need, they know that they need to kind of come dance and they need some joy. You don't know if they're depressed. You don't know. So like just smiling and saying hi to somebody can make that change. And I try to remember the ripple effect as well, as well of like, these things aren't just small. They actually can help when someone, if someone taps into the magic of dance that didn't understand that, that is, I, that is incredible. And I, yeah. if it's one person in class, I'm, I'm happy about that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a you great do. thing. I think that's something that I hadn't really thought about until this conversation was that not only can music and dance take you on that emotional journey but can actually help you to deal with and process your emotions yeah. as well for especially if you struggle if you're someone who's struggling to do that and uh, that is incredibly powerful so yeah yeah i'm uh, grateful uh, that amazing. i've had that yeah F fantastic but so the the virtual classes aren't going anywhere right you're going to keep doing that I'm going to keep doing them. I am, you know, it's kind of everything, everything is evolving and changing all the time. And I've learned to accept that myself and it's kicking and screaming. But yes, I will be teaching virtual classes still on, on sometimes on a limited schedule, but you can find me at 567broadway.com. And that's where I have everything from the workout video to my virtual live stream schedule, which you can take from anywhere around the world. It's all via Zoom. We all love Zoom now. I've figured out how to use that new creative platform for what I do. And it's been really great to see people come together. So if you want to dance, come dance it out with me or give it a try. And that's, I can't encourage people to just give it a try enough, something, but come dance it out with me at 567 Broadway. It, it does. It does sound like a lot of fun. I, I hope that listeners will take you up on the opportunity to check out one of your classes. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I like to ask my guests and uh, it, really you can go any, wherever you want with this, but I, I always like to get book recommendations and it, it doesn't need to be anything related to dance here, but I just wonder if there's a book, maybe something you've read recently or something in your life that's had a, a big impact on you, it's been really helpful that you think, you know, I, I would have no hesitation recommending that book to others. What, what would it be for you? The first book that comes to mind, though it has nothing to do with dance, but it was a, it was a life changer book for me. And it was, it's a book called Conversations with God. And I know for me, it just helped put things into perspective in a way I never imagined. And it was one of those moments too, as well, those Godshot moments that pushed me in a new direction and opened my mind in a way that has helped me it helped me from that point on so i can't recommend it enough it's called conversations with god god it's neil, neil donald, donald wash yeah and yeah. it was it was it was really really powerful for me one that i was like what is ha it was one of those moments where i was like what is happening i never <laughs> and that was i, I, I can that. remember i can remember reading that probably about about 12 13 years ago that sounds about and, right but but i had put i had put off reading it for the longest time because yeah. I was a bit put off by the title. Like I'm not a very, you know, uh, I'm not a very religious person or anything like that. Yeah. So if, if anybody listening is not, a, it's not that at all. <laughs> right. So, so I, I thought you know, the title, the title had put me off, but then, you know, like when something just keeps coming up over and over again in conversation, I, I probably within the space of one week or something, I had five different people recommend that book to me. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to read this book. And then I started reading it and realized, oh, it's not what i thought it was <laughs> and, and i actually found it really helpful and it was exactly what i needed to read at that time so i was so grateful that it that it appeared out I, it's a nice recommendation so i love that the so universe that, nudged you was like okay <laughs> you need to read it you need to read it yeah. yeah yeah i went i went on to read all to read all three books i think the the first one was my favorite out of the three of them though if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah i have to admit the first one is if, if anything i think the first one was the the most important one but it, it's like the, you it's the it one was that's most worth reading it was something that my roommate recommended i had just moved yeah. to new york city and i my roommate was so kind and gentle but she was if i'm not going to give the book away but she just knew i needed the, it was the universe working through her and she was like i think you need to read this book i think this might be good for you and i was i started reading it, it was one of those i actually put it down like i was like i can't read this is not it's too much for my brain and that but i kept going back to it and and then it really opened my mind in a way that i needed to and so i'm grateful for that book
Yeah, it's a good recommendation. I actually really enjoyed reading it once I did. Let, let me ask you that. Something I do like to ask my guests, and, and yours may be a music and dance related answer, but if you were to have a superpower and influence and persuasion, what would yours be? What, what is, do you feel is your, your greatest superpower when it comes to influencing others? Hmm. <laughs> Long pause. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I what comes to mind is yes, using movement, but also the connecting to my heart. I think that's the the that's a superpower that I continue to try to hold on to is connecting to my heart because that's the thing that connects me to everything else. So when I do that and I connect to the voice within my heart, it seems to span out everywhere else. So I'd say my my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lovely answer I, I like that as well <laughs> um, so let's let's start to, to to wrap things up then and other than that everyone should go and watch the new west side story film <laughs> what's 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 one thing that you hope people will most take away about you know if they, if they remember just one thing from this conversation and take that mm. away and put it into action what do you hope that would be yeah if anybody's listening i i think the thing that i hope for you is that when in doubt dance it out like you when you when your experience in when you're experiencing anything that you need to get your emotions out, I hope you try dance. Like in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a putting on music in your room, closing the door, and dancing and moving and try not to judge yourself, or getting into a dance class, facing your fears in different ways, but connecting to the power of the arts and the power of movement is so, so powerful to help us stay present in our body. So I hope that you give that a chance if you haven't already. Fantastic. Joseph, it's, it's been such a fun conversation today. I really appreciate you coming, giving your time to, to come and chat. And I've really enjoyed the conversation. So, and, and I'm glad that the heavy winds where you are didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't ruin the conversation. I or know. Anything like that. And then we, we've been able to, we've been able to complete the whole recording. So that, that's Yay. fantastic in itself. But Joseph, I just want to say thank you so much for coming and being a guest on Speaking Influence. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoyed having that conversation. I hope also that you'll consider checking out some of the new content that I'm putting out as part of the show, like my new series reviewing some of the best books around influence and persuasion, which I started just recently with an episode about the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's only about 12 minutes long, a bit different from what you might hear on some of my other shows, but I know that that's already been getting some good feedback from people that I've been sharing it with and i hope that you'll consider checking it out i apologize for any bangs and noises you're hearing in the background here trust me i'm safe there is just a big big party in the city of valencia not for my birthday which uh, maybe it should be but my birthday also happens to coincide with the big fires festival in valencia if you've never heard of it before look it up online you'll see it's a spectacular festival but it does involve generally a lot of fireworks and a lot of bangs and so unfortunately i'm not soundproofed and i just can't stop those noises coming through in my recording so thank you for tuning into the show and any of the information you want to know about joseph you'll find in the show notes i do hope you'll consider going and checking out his classes and also do make sure to check out our sponsors Brandface, who you'll also find a link for in the show notes coming up soon on the show and the next book i'm going to be reviewing is going to be the art of thinking clearly by rolf de belly this is one of the first books that i ever read that introduced me to the concept of logical fallacies and helped me to start cleaning up my own thinking so that's the next book coming up on my book reviews and i've got some incredible guests coming up as well i have some amazing guests lined up for recording as well people like erin king author of you're kind of a big deal and digital influence and chris ducker is going to be coming on the show at some point soon we're still finalizing dates for that i hope you'll stay plugged into speaking influence i know you'll enjoy a lot of the conversations that are coming up on the show and i'd love to hear from you as well if you've enjoyed any of this if you found it valuable please consider sharing the show out with your friends and your network and i'll catch you again on another episode i hope very soon wherever you're going where whatever you're doing have an amazing rest of your day go and make great things happen <laughs>